Hey everybody and welcome to a new edition of the award-winning Talking About Cars, where it's all about everybody has a car story, from celebrities to car personalities to just people who bring their cars to car shows and cruise nights. I'm Randy Cardoon, and before we get going, a big thank you to the Motor Press Guild for making Talking About Cars a finalist for their 2016 Best Audio of the Year Award. Much appreciated. Hey, are you listening to us on iTunes? Hey, don't forget to subscribe to our iTunes page. It's absolutely free. You're going to be notified when a brand new podcast is uploaded. And if you like what we're doing, take a moment, rate us, give us a review. We want to know what you think. You can even like us on SoundCloud and on our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and check us now out on YouTube. This week, Anaheim Duck skater Ryan Getzlaff was at a recent Mecham auction in Southern California, and he joined me in a cool Porsche Turbo. He told me about a former teammate who's even a bigger car guy than he is. But first, we talk with Ron Caps. At 51 years of age, he won his first ever NHRA Funny Car title. I caught up with him at the finals in Pomona, as he already had clinched the season title and was looking for one more win. You know, I've been driving, especially out here professionally, for 20 years, and... Uh Top fuel rookie in 1995, and then driving for Don the Snake Perdome in uh, 1997, right here at Pomona, we started out. So now Don Schumacher and a great sponsor like Napa, we uh, have been trying to win this for a long time. And so finally to do it and to see the fanfare and all the fans that stuck around and celebrated with us was uh, was pretty neat. Talk a little bit about what was it like to race with Prudhomme? That must have been wild. Well, you know, it's, it's hard to compare. I found myself going down the road or in an airplane looking over and wanting to pinch myself at times. You know, like I'm, he was one of my heroes growing up, and I built his models, and I, you know, it, it was really strange for a long time. Still is when I see him. It's hard to believe I got to drive for the snake, you know, and uh, growing up as a kid in drag racing, the snake and the mongoose were, you know, I played with their Hot Wheels. Do you have their Hot Wheels, and do you still have your their Hot Wheels? I actually have two original sets that I purchased, yeah, and... Uh, I wish my mom would have kept all of our stuff. We we had quite the collection, but um, you know it was neat to sometimes look over and go, man, I'm sitting here next to the snake, and then I got to kind of wake myself up and go, I'm driving for the snake. So it was fun. Uh, Don Schumacher, my owner now, is a little bit different the way uh, he governs a team. He's a, more of a businessman, but he was a legendary funny car driver as well. So I've got to drive for two really cool funny car drivers. Where did you grow up? What was the first car you remember? Um, I grew up in the central coast of California, San Luis Obispo and Santa Maria. And there was a drag strip in Santa Maria, a very small one. Um, I, the first car was probably, well, the first car I ever drove when I got my license was a 1964 Corvair that was turbocharged. And that was my mom and dad's car, and I got to drive that for a while. That's probably my oldest memory. It wasn't the best looking car, but it was fun to drive. It was a Spider, wasn't it? It sure was, yeah. A lot of fun. Was that your first car then? It was actually my first car. My my actually first car car was a 68 Chevelle with a big block, SS396. And uh, that's the car that got really every paycheck I got growing up um, went to that car. And uh, I love that car. Like, uh, yeah, I wish I could find it and purchase it back. Really? I mean, did you, any idea where it is? I have no idea. But, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time, a lot of blood and sweat on that car, as do a lot of us car people. Um, there's just something sexy about a good-looking Dodge Charger or a Camaro or a Chevelle for back in the day. I always had a love for the, the Novas, the 68 Novas. Um, so I just, uh, you know, you could tell by the gleam in somebody's eye when they start talking about cars. I had a 68 Chevy Malibu. 
307 at the time, but I ended up keeping it for 17 years, for heaven's sakes, before I let it go. So I completely get your, your Malibu thing. And there's nothing like pulling up even today to a stoplight and you hear a car like a, nothing like a solid lifter, big block, you know, Chevy, and you hear it running, you kind of look around because you know it's around you, and then watch somebody drive off in it today. It's, it's a cool feeling because you want to honk and wave, you know? We're right now next to your uh, Napa trailer and your car's getting ready for a next run. What is in your garage at home right now? Well, I have a, uh, a street rod I started building with my dad. My dad had a, string, a Stingray, a 1970 Stingray Corvette, red, that he happened to just sell right before I got my driver's license. But he did, uh, he sold it. Uh, I know, it was good timing. Now I look back and it was probably smart. He did, uh, he sold it for a partial trade with a 1931 Ford Coupe 5 window, all steel body. I learned to weld on that. Him and I spent a lot of nights in the garage when I was a kid. We never got to finish it and I moved away after high school. Well, I got to be friends with Roy Brizio and, and the Brizio family who are legendary street rod builders. And uh, with the likes of Eric Clapton and uh, uh, Reggie Jackson, he builds cars for all kinds of uh, stars and athletes. And we got to be good friends. And, uh, the Reggie Jackson? The Reggie Jackson. And Roy Brizio is, uh, you know, he's a very sought after street rod builder. And we got to having a beer one night and I told him about that car. And he said, send it up and just send me money once in a while and I'll work on it and I'll send an invoice. And when you run out of money, I'll put it away and just keep giving me money. Well, I did that, and about five years later, he called me up and said, hey, guess what, your car's ready. And uh, so it's a 1931 Ford Coupe five window with a uh, Whipple-charged ZZ4 crate engine in it. Makes about 680 horsepower, and it's a beautiful blue color, chop top, and uh, it's, that's in my garage, it's my hot rod. So you've got this car. Is there any car that you ever had that you don't have anymore you wish, you, you say to yourself, man, if I could only have that car back? Well, my dad's 70 Corvette, probably. That wasn't mine, though. But I, I would have to say that the 68 Chevelle that I had, that I grew up working on and, and going down to the local Napa store there in San Luis Obispo and buying everything I could aftermarket and learning how to take the distributor springs off and put lighter springs so it advanced the timing quicker. And, you know, just just nights in the garage with your dad. You know, you can't take those back. Those are the, some of the funnest memories I have. So if, if I could have that car back, that would be the one. What is, the, what is the number one car that Ron Caps would love someday if he could get his Is there one car you want that's number one on your list? We all have a list. Man, I'd have to say, uh, boy, either a, a nice Dodge Charger from back in the late 60s or a Yenko Camaro. That would probably be my first choice. Making it to, to this step in your life, I mean, what was the big transition for you? What was your big break to make it from early racing to getting to this NHRA situation? Well, I was a crew member. I grew up working on them, and I just wanted a shot to drive. There was a guy with a, a dragster called the Montana Express out of Montana, top alcohol dragster, and I was working on another top alcohol dragster, and he happened to, to, to know I wanted to drive. And one day he came up to me in the staging lanes, um, and uh, in Brainerd, Minnesota at a race. And he said, hey, I know you want to drive. I'd you like to get your license in my second dragster? Well, I flew to Montana the next week, went and got my license in his dragster, went faster than his current driver did. And, uh, and he put me, uh, got the other driver left, he put me in that dragster and that's, that was the biggest break. John Mitchell, Southern California guy, grew up, Lions, Irwindale, all that. And uh, he passed away a few years ago, but he's the guy, had he not given me that break, I would not be talking to you right now. That's incredible. And you like to work on your own cars, which is even more interesting. How long did it take for you as a driver to relax enough to let other people work on your car? It's still tough. I still want to jump in with these guys. Um, I did this. This is what I did for a long time. And 
I, I'm not a driver that hangs out with a lot of other drivers. If we go out and we have a beer or we go to dinner or something, I'm usually hanging out with other crew guys or my crew guys. So um, I still have a passion for working on it. And I sometimes I'll try to jump in there and work on it. And they push me out of the way and they say, go, go pack your parachute and leave us alone. So, um, you know, but it's nice to be able to know that I can get in there sometimes and actually know I can turn a wrench. Scott, and that's okay. You've won it. Congratulations. Well, I'm I'm curious why come back and try and win the uh, event today this weekend, especially when you know you've won it all. Well, this is first of all, it's Pomona. It's the birth of drag racing. It's the the most historic track we go to. Um, but we, we want to end the year on an exclamation point. We want to go to the awards banquet tomorrow night in uh, Hollywood, and we want to be able to to have another trophy to match the world championship trophy and. Um, I woke up this morning and I was trying to find a way to get myself up for first round, believe it or not, but it didn't take long. Once they fired the car up there for first round, um, it didn't take long for my nerves to come back and all that, that feeling. Uh, we won first round and now they say we got John Ford second round, so there's another reason uh, to want to win this race. 2016 NHRA Funny Car Champion Ron Caps, who by the way did not win later that day, his uh, round ended, but still with the Season championship trophy, he had a cool item for his trophy case. Hey, if you're a hockey fan, you know the name Ryan Getzlaff. Drafted by the Anaheim Ducks in 2013, 19th player taken in the first round. Over his 13-plus seasons, he scored over 220 goals, 530 assists, and Ryan's a big car guy and is involved with CNC Exotic Cars in Ontario, California. Okay, Ryan, what cars did you grow up with? We had a lot of cars, a lot of trucks. Uh, my, my grandparents are farmers and my dad grew up farming, so uh, we had a lot of trucks, a lot of Fords, um, and then uh, we moved on from there. My first car was actually a Honda Civic. So, was uh, it really? Yeah, Civic CRX. And back then, how hard was it to get in? You're a tall dude. I was, it was, but once you got in there, something about being in those cars that make you feel nice and cozy and uh, much like this one. Yeah. When you grew up in Canada. Yeah, in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Now, now back there, back in the 50s and 60s, I know some of the Fords that they had back there, including the trucks, were actually labeled Mercury's, if I remember right. Does that ring That's true, yeah. Did That's you a little bit before my time, but... Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> You're aging me a little bit Showing here, I get it, age, but, yeah. right? Showing my own age. Well, that was the historical reference part of the show, so yeah. I think that's basically it. So enjoy that. I hope you had a good time with that. That's so good. you had pickup trucks. You got into a Honda. Uh, was that the car you went to the prom in? Uh, no, I actually had the pleasure of taking a Cadillac Escalade to that. Where'd you get that? My agent. Oh, oh, okay. was, yeah. Back was, in high school? Yeah, back in high school. I was, uh, it was just coming out of the draft, and uh -huh. I just signed with my agent and that kind of stuff, so uh, he let me take it. It was, uh, it was nice. a pretty big deal back home. Nice timing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, how often do you see a, a Cadillac Escalade at your prom, especially back there? Yeah, not in Saskatchewan, no. I don't <laughs> think anybody ever seen one, so that was good. You know, wouldn't, like, the CFL players have that? that uh, yeah, maybe. That's my brother. Oh. <laughs> we have a visitor. Hey, how are you? Yeah, what's up, bud? Can I get a remote control car? <laughs> well, you go ask your mom, okay? Because dad's doing a TV she show said, right now. She said ask you. You're on TV. Wait. <laughs> go see your mom. <laughs> that certainly works. No, that's a good well, that's one. live TV. That that's is TV. Sure. That's, that's yeah. what works out that way. So, so you had a chance, obviously, to upgrade. I mean, did you know the, the Canadian Football League players back there? I mean, granted, it's not like the NFL as far as the money they get, but did they have 
cool cars do you know that uh, knowing some of the guys up there that played? Uh, some do. Some uh, some guys are doing pretty good. My brother actually plays in the CFL, so oh, he's played he? yeah the last nine years. So he uh, who's he playing for? He plays for Edmonton now. He played in Saskatchewan for eight years. So mm -hmm. it was uh, he had the pleasure of playing in our hometown. So I actually know a lot of those guys. So it's uh, uh, you see some cars in there for sure. Okay, I'm gonna ask a really stupid Canadian question. What's the difference between the Rough Riders and the Rough Riders? Because remember, they had, <laughs> they two, had teams. two teams. You're right. Well, one of them was on the east and one was in the west. That's about it. It's, as far uh, as definition, though, they're sort of the same, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I want to get it from a Canuck. I just want no, to no, it's up. the same. Okay. They, uh, I think it was just that the original team was in Ottawa that they, they came up with that name. And uh, they really, when they brought the team back to Ottawa, they really wanted to use that name. And they've since changed it now. So. Oh, okay. And they're, they're called the Red Blacks now. Red Blacks now. Yeah. And so what is Saskatchewan that? got to stay in there. And what is the Red Black? Uh, it's something to do with... Uh, uh, I should know some, this. I'm drawing a blank, too, but it's something to do with uh, Lumberjacks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, they were good. Yeah, it's true. If you think of Lumberjack jackets, the yep. lad, it's always red and black. Yeah, that's All true. Right. I'm a lumberjack. It's close I'm, enough. I'm yep. a lumberjack, and I'm okay. I got there you it. go. That'll, that'll certainly work. <laughs> so you moved ahead, and you got a chance to uh, play. You got your uh, deal uh, in the NHL, drafted by the Ducks. When you came out here, were you into cars at that time, or did this something that kind of happen over time? Well, it's progressed, obviously, um, you know, with the more... Um, more I've seen different cars and experienced different things. Um, when I came out though, I've always been a big car guy. I love cars. I was always going to... It's funny, when I first came out, I had a goal that I wanted a Dodge Viper really bad. Uh -huh. And that was always my car that I really wanted um, ever since I was little. And then uh, when I got here, my first car I ended up buying was a SL55 AMG. Okay. And just I never thought Mercedes could make a car that would sound like that and, yeah. and drive like that. So. Um, it was kind of a different experience for me, but love that car. Now, of course, you played with several guys on the Ducks who were car guys. Were they? Yes. Did they influence you at all as far as your love of cars? I think so. I mean, you know, me and Tim all sat beside each other for eight years in the locker room, and um, he's a huge car enthusiast and oh. has a has an enormous amount. So it was always fun to come and uh, see what he was going to drive to the rink at one point. Yeah, I to get ready for the interview, I did a little research. I don't imagine that. Uh, did a little <laughs> research, and, and I came across pictures of Tim collection. Yeah. Now, Tamu Solani, you know who he is, and I don't know if you knew what a big, huge car guy he is, and he, he kind of runs the gamut. He has a lot of American classics, he has some exotics in there, and he has this huge garage. He does, yeah. He has a really big garage at home, and uh, I think he carries around 12 cars at a time, usually. What's your favorite that he has? Um, you know what? He... He has an old Camaro that's pretty nice that, uh, you know, it doesn't bring it out that often. So when you see it, it's nice. It, uh, it brings back old memories. And so I understand you're going to be living somewhere near him. Is, are you going to tailor your house that you're building to what he did, especially the garage part? Yeah, for sure. I'm in the process right now of building a new house, and uh, i got a nice big garage designed okay, right now. Okay, how many cars in the garage? Uh, mine's going to be, I think we're going to be able to hold 8 to 12. 8 to 12? Okay, that's good. Yeah. So, what is in your garage right now? Uh, in my garage right now, I have, um, what, do I, what am I driving right now? I have a G-Wagon right now. We have an Escalade. Um, and that's all I have at the moment. I just got rid of, I had the McLaren at my house two weeks ago. and um, So, it just depends. I kind of... I mix them up a lot, uh, dealing with CNC and stuff like that. And let's talk about that. You're with CNC, uh, and the, tell me a little bit about the company, and of course, the benefit of the company is you have so many cars, you could drive 
whatever's on the lot. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's been an unbelievable experience for me. Clay and Fraser have been um, that whole, their whole family has run such a great uh, kind of net family organization there that they've kind of brought me in and um, taught me a lot about the business and about cars. And, and obviously, I get the experience of driving some pretty nice cars. By the way, that's not me uh, revving the engine. I just wanted to let you know <laughs> that. It just uh, that's not me at all doing that kind of thing. Uh, how did you get involved with CNC? Uh, I met him actually through Tamo. Tamo knew him. The, the Clay and Fraser originally from Winnipeg, Manitoba. So um, Tamo's known them since he played back in Winnipeg, and he introduced me. And, uh, and then from there, I just kind of get involved and uh, been more experienced in the car stuff and um, and trying to learn. Some of the car stories that you had growing up, I, I'm always interested in what has been your favorite car so far and, well, let's go with that, your favorite car so far that you wrote. Um, I had an Aston Martin DBS for a while that I loved. That was an incredible car. Um, 458 Ferrari um, is probably my favorite sports car to drive. Um, and then I had a Rolls-Royce Ghost that uh, I had done up pretty nice. How cool was that? That was, uh, I never should have got rid of that car. Uh -huh. I love that thing, yeah. Well, well that's my, one of my questions. I always say of all the cars you've had, what was the one car that you wish you could have back? I assume that was it. Yeah, the Ghost for sure. That was, uh, it was a fun car and obviously it would be great for the family and stuff too. My kids loved it. And they loved more than anything just the button pushing in the back that closed the doors. Uh -huh. <laughs> what, was the, what was it about that car that you liked so much though? The ride in it is, I mean, when you're sitting in that car, obviously it's a Rolls-Royce, so it's put together properly. And, um, but when you're sitting in it and you're driving, it's uh, you got to feels like you're just floating on air. That's really neat. And there's so many cars that, that you have ability to get. And is what's number one on the Ryan Gets Laugh? I want that list because everybody has one. Mm -hmm. All car guys like yourself have one. It's always the one car you want, no matter what the price. Uh, and the one car you just want, even if it's beyond your price, although in your situation, yeah. I don't think you have to deal with that. Well, there's a couple beyond my price I've seen, but uh, you know, the one we actually just brought one in at CNC was the LaFerrari. Oh. And that's uh, yeah. that car when it came in the shop, I was, uh, I was pretty excited and, uh, and I'm pretty excited to go and maybe drive it around. We'll see if Clay will let me. I was going to say, so uh, what's, what's your usual way to kind of get him, sweet talk him to get him to let you drive one of the cars? I usually try and approach it during the playoffs because he doesn't like to alter things. He likes when I can drive a nice car to the playoff games. <laughs> more, more publicity, yeah. You, more publicity, you, and he likes when I feel good going to the ring. Exactly. You know? Do you have to like bring him his own favorite beer or something like that, some bribe or something I like that? I try and send him up something up to his suite for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect way to go. Yeah. So is that your favorite car of all of them, or is there something else? I think right now, yeah, that's, uh, you know, the, the, the best thing about cars is there's always something new that comes out or, or something old that shows up somewhere that uh, it definitely, my, my mind starts turning all different ways. When you look at the cars that you've driven, the favorite ride that you've ever had, or maybe a, a ride that you didn't think would be all that great, but you got into it and it kind of surprised you. Um, you know what, I, the the new McLaren that I drove was, uh, was one of my favorites. I, you know, for that car, I had driven one in the past and I thought the suspension and everything was a little bit tight and it wasn't, it wasn't really a nice drive. Um, but you know, and then I got in one uh, like six months ago now, and uh, I drove it for two and a half weeks, and it was beautiful. It was. I did a lot of time on the. I do a lot of time on the freeways where I live, so it's nice to be in one of those. Okay, so there's you. There's Tamo, who's not with the team anymore, but uh, uh, Jonathan Bernier, the goalie, uh, who is floating around here at the auction. Who has the best car collection that you know of, or, or the biggest car guys in hockey that you're aware of? In hockey. 
Well, Tamil's definitely one of them. I think that, you know, he's the, he's the main one that I know. Um, we haven't had a lot of... Sheldon Surrey used to be a big car guy. That, uh, he came through our team. Um, but outside our team, I'm, I'm not really sure about the other guys. It's got to kind of be hard, though. I mean, you've been lucky in the sense that you've been with the same team mm -hmm. for your career. Uh, guys like Bernier and a few other guys have had to kind of go from team to team, and it's hard to, lack of a better word, schlep your car collection <laughs> with you. Uh, you know, does, does Bernier have the cars that he has, or if he has a bunch of cars in another city, are they here? What do you know about that? He doesn't have them all here, no. He, uh, he has a couple cars and uh, I know he has a 67 Shelby that he just uh, just is finishing and um, it's not here right now either so um, you know for those guys that have to move cars around and stuff it's not quite as easy huh? shipping shipping five or six cars compared to one or two I was gonna say I don't think U-Haul has like a car no, carrier. We don't have one of those with them <laughs> no not at all where do you see your car collection going you've got you said you had a couple of them already you're obviously planning on building up more because you're gonna build a 12 car garage God bless you yeah <laughs> We, we all want to be Ryan Getzlaff in yeah. this car collection. Uh, do you plan on obviously getting a few more? Yeah, I'm planning on starting to pick things up as we go here. Obviously, I have a young family right now, so it's, it makes it a little bit difficult when I'm trying to pick what to drive all the time. But um, as things progress here and once the garage is done, I'll, be, uh, I'll definitely be looking to pick a few up. Is the wife a car person? She loves cars. She's not really a car person, but she loves the ones I bring home. There's definitely no doubt about that. She you, jumps in them all the time. You let her drive. I do. I do. She's pretty good with them, actually. She, really? Uh, yeah, she does pretty good. She hasn't brought any back across her fingers right now that we're in too much, too bad of shape. So, <laughs> <laughs> Has she ever brought anything back that, you know, she came up and said, uh, honey, uh, there is uh No, she just parks it in the driveway and puts the keys back. Waits till I ask her about it. There's only two of us that drive them, so. That's true. Yeah. It's not like you can say your son. You can't blame uh, it on our kids yet. No, no. Can you imagine that though? Someday you're gonna have to actually let your kids drive one of your cars. I am. I'm a little bit scared about that, but hopefully they can learn enough when they're young to appreciate them and uh, take care of them when they're older. You guys watch a lot of TV. You watch a lot of movies. Yeah. It just came to me. When you think of cars in television shows, what's the one car that pops into your head? The Shelby, I think. Gone in 60 Seconds was a big, ah. big movie for me. And uh -huh. I saw that car. It, uh, it really. I mean, it. it the one car, obviously, that I remember all the time. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine driving backwards? Like, that'd be a nice touch. That, I, mean, I don't know if I have that talent, and I don't know if I'm willing to try it. Have you ever done that thing where you've you've gone to the um, like a Bon Bondurant school or something like that? I went to the one track in Vegas. I uh -huh. got to drive drive a Lamborghini Huracan. And that was really yeah. They let you put it through the paces too. It's pretty cool. How great you get is that? Get somebody with you and you get to go. So it's uh, it was fun. Now, do you have a clause in your ducks contract that you're gonna have to watch that kind of stuff or do? I don't know. I don't. I try not to you're read the fine. If you don't, athletes. if you don't find, read the fine print, then it's not there, right? Right. <laughs> I kind of live there. It's it's always way easier to ask for forgiveness we than permission. Exactly. We can edit this in post-production. It'll never come up. That'll work out. And and when you think of movies with cars in it, what do you think of? A car uh, from a movie. Car from a movie. The Bond movies, they always got cool cars. Um, um, I've been, obviously, like I said, I had the Aston Martin DBS. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. When, uh, you, when you're behind the wheel, do you feel like Bond, James Bond? I pretend I am sometimes, yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> do you, you're going to sit up like this a little? How do you pretend, like, come on. How do you sit up? Do you like sit up a you little bit? You got to sit more? up nice, and then, but it's just nice. People look at that car a lot, especially uh -huh. when those movies were coming out. That was, uh, that was a pretty cool car to have.
Duck skater Ryan Getzlaff. You can see our interview in the Porsche on YouTube and Facebook, as well as all of our Talking About Cars videos. Now, if you haven't subscribed to us yet on iTunes, do it now. Well, before you forget, you're going to be alerted when a new podcast is uploaded. And by the way, give us a review. We want to know what you think. It's good for you, and it's good for us as we try to climb the rankings of the iTunes Automotive Podcast. We are aiming high, my friends, with our award-winning Talking About Cars podcast. By the way, speaking of awards, thank you so much for the Motor Press Guild for making Talking About Cars a finalist for Best Audio of the Year. We must be doing something right. Until next time, I'm Randy Cardoon. Join me as we have some fun talking about cars.